Hey guys, it's Mike. I wanted to give a trigger warning, a disclaimer of sorts for this episode. I know that sexual assault, I know that rape can be a sensitive topic, and we do discuss it at length in this episode. So I just wanted to give anybody fair warning who might be triggered or upset by hearing such topics discussed. Uh, This might not be the best episode for you guys to listen to. We appreciate that you are listening. We appreciate that you follow us and uh, continue to do so. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And again, don't be a juice bag. Hey, this is Rachel True and you're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Is this the same bit where he's talking about like um, censored words are more frightening than the actual curse words? No, <laughs> no, that's a great one though. Um, yeah. No, the uh, the one I'm talking about was from, I think he's since released another special, but it was up until very recently. It was his most recent special, um, and the the lead in for the for the 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 punchline is, or the lead in for the for the the the, uh, the second part of the bit is. But he's like, look, I am as liberal as they come. I am, you know, I, I, I vote fucking Democrat every, every time I can, but I can't keep up with the language changes. Words change like every fucking week and I'm trying my best, but I'm old and it's really hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's like, please have some fucking mercy on people. Like we're trying. And he's like, and also be aware of anybody who knows every word and how to use it because those are the sneaky motherfuckers that are going to going to try to use that information to keep everybody uh, uh, oppressed and 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 put through some awful bullshit he's like i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to give you two examples of people i'm not going to tell you which one's which but one of them is real good and one of them one of them is good and one of them is bad and you you figure out which one's which, and he proceeds to go on about how like you know using like all of the the most PC language possible, but essentially saying um, while I understand that this is something you want, it is not it it is it is I'm not okay with, and I will not allow uh, people of the same sex to marry. Um, and then the second guy is like, look if if. If two if two dykes or two fags want to get together, like who the fuck am I to say you can't do that, right? Yeah. Like who who fucking cares? And he goes on this whole bit about like, you know, why do you care and why should I be bothered by it? Like let people live and you know do what they want to do. Um, and for the longest time, Diaz seemed like the second guy. Yeah, he seemed like the guy that was like you know really rough on the surface but ultimately had like a heart of gold and it seems like no he's he's just a piece of shit yep oh awesome okay that's great um mc the reason why i sent you that that thing about fight club uh in the in your im was because Mm -hmm. you had mentioned like they keep calling people snowflake and that's one of my favorite things is that people use that as like a derogatory term not knowing when that really came into like contextual use um Rambo, the quote is, um, when people call you a snowflake, just remember they're quoting Fight Club, a satire written by a gay man about how male uh, fragility causes men to destroy themselves, resent society, and become radicalized, and that Tyler Durden isn't the hero, but a personification of the main character's mental illness, and that his snowflake speech is a dig at how fascists use dehumanizing language to breed loyalty from insecure people. 
So basically, people who say Snowflake is an insult are quoting a domestic terrorist who blew up skyscrapers because he's insecure about how good he is in bed. Yep. <laughs> it it yeah, always it's, it's, it always makes me laugh when people are like, oh, you're just you know you're beautiful and unique snowflake, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Keep quoting that, dude. Like, <laughs> it is up there with the fucking people who would try and quote um, Bill's Superman speech from Kill Bill Two. Like, you realize that it's the villain who's talking about this, right? Yeah. The bad guy is the one giving you this perspective. Yeah, he's not the one to listen to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, <laughs> right. they're taking context out of it. It's the reason why I can't watch Rick and Morty. Um, I've had so many people can like just Mike, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You'll love it. You'll love it. It's so funny. And I watched two episodes yesterday while I was at work, like I'm key and stuff in doing my job watching this in the background. Right. And the first episode was just like, eh, OK, fine, whatever. Second episode, again, was like there were parts of it that were funny. The second episode is like where they take their dog and they give the dog the helmet to make it like be able to like communicate better and listen. And then like the dog becomes like self-aware and like recruits other dogs and they build like these like suits, these like mech suits and like take over the world. That was relatively amusing. But like overall, people don't get it. Like they, they don't understand that Rick is not someone to be idolized, that he's a piece of shit. And yes, he's smart, but he's also a drunk douchebag. And that doesn't make up for the fact because he's smart that it, being a drunk douchebag is therefore OK. And people somehow don't understand that. And they think that like they should project that. That's that's how they should act. And like it, it's it's disgusting and, and it's the same thing with with Fight Club. Tyler Durden is not the hero. Like he's the anti-hero. And like they don't they people don't get that. And like another perfect example of people not understanding the concept is at one point there was a website. It was WWTDD. What would Tyler Durden do dot com. Right. Yeah. First off, if it was Tyler Durden, he wouldn't have a fucking Internet site about shit that's going on in the celebrity world because he wouldn't give a fuck. He literally told people to tear down society. Why do you think he would like it just? Oh, God damn. Like that. Made, oh, WW, WWTDD is still up. It oh, used, sure I don't it know is. if it still is, but it used to be part of the Uproc Network. Let me look. What would Tyler Durden do? Okay. Yep, still there. Latest celebrity gossip and scandal news. What would Tyler Durden do? He wouldn't give a fuck about what Britney Spears <laughs> is doing right now. Like so, the Jesus. the you, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. the one caveat I'll add to that though is yeah. the point of this site because I used to read it a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um, is to shit all over celebrities. Yeah. Um, so it's like if Tyler stuck around and lost almost all of his edge, uh, and was and was just like. Hey, what are the Kardashians doing? Yeah, they fucking suck. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're you're so sad. It's like if you if you cut his balls off and neutered him. Like, what yeah. is he gonna do now with with the leftover rage that's floating around in his brain? Well, I guess I'll shit on celebrities. Like, yep. Oh God, yeah. Him and like Perez Hilton was the other one I used to fucking hate. Like. I just the whole like let's let's build our whole thing around trashing celebrities like just always bothered me and like in our conversation before MC talked about like the the group and um how the group that he was involved with before like didn't really care about women's rights and I and the minute I realized one of my friends told me um they were like Mike you're a feminist and I'm like oh cool um there was some website that like had it was like take a look at these celebrities without their makeup 
right? And I'm, you know, click happy. So fuck it. Why not? I'll look at it. And like, I actually thought that most of the women in those pictures were more attractive without their makeup. But I'm looking at the, the, like the little captions that are underneath there by the website that's sharing this. Oh, she looks hideous. Oh, she's awful. Oh, what a hag. Woof, woof. Shit like that. And I'm like, God damn, what is wrong with people? Like that you would rather have this like fake image projected of, of what beauty should be like. But like Jennifer Lawrence was one of them. No makeup. Like she looked fun. She looked like somebody that you'd go like have coffee with and hang out with. And like, instead of like idolize and like, and, and think that they're perfect. Like that made them more human to me and made them more likable, but that's, that's just me. So I don't know. It kind of ties into everything that we've, we've had in our little uh, cold open here where we, we get out some of the rage and frustration that we have with the world. <laughs> um, hey guys, welcome to GGR pirate radio starting off on a down note. Um, now, it's – I'm a big believer, and this website is too, uh, by proxy, um, extension of my own feelings and therefore the people that are on this podcast, that you need to get these things out. You can't just hold them in. Be Part of being a refuge is having a place where you can go and not worry about these things on the outside. But at the same time, too, if you need to discuss these things that are happening, that's what we're here for. Maybe this is something that has been bothering you and – you're hearing us and you're like yeah hell yeah right on mike right on rambo right on mc so it's myself mike lunsford it's mc brooks it's james rambo and we are starting right now You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn same. thing. So you just put him in the morgue. You're goddamn right, I do. Three, two. Refuse for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard truth. If you feel the same, sing along to say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and welcome to The Great Geek Refuge. Uh, check us out on the internet. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. This is our podcast. It is GGR Pirate Radio. We are coming at you with a trio of podcasting 
great, I would say. Like, I, I like at least tier two. Like, getting close to tier one. We're almost there. We've almost surpassed that. In fact, we have more pod podcast subscriptions than Donald Trump had people show up at his rally in Tulsa. So that's kind of a big goddamn deal. So <laughs> you guys should appreciate that. Awesome. Joining me on the podcast tonight, I have... One of the co-hosts of GGR Pirate Radio. He's an excellent musician in his own right. You can check out his stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, he's streaming on Spotify. But go to Bandcamp because you can actually give him some money there. His name is MC Brooks. Hello, hello. We've also got the third member of our podcasting team tonight. Uh, you know him. You love him. You might have seen his art. You may have bought a comic book from him. His name is James Rambo. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. Guys never been shy about discussing in the Superman versus Batman realm who I prefer. It's soups by a long shot. But Batman was kind of my gateway drug when it came to comic books. As a little kid, I wasn't really reading them. Um, I watched Super Friends, you know, like and I saw the original Superman movie with uh, Christopher Reeve. But when I was seven years old, Batman came out in the theaters and it was amazing I, I remember going to see it in the theaters i remember being blown away i remember becoming obsessed with this character like i bought the trading cards i bought the action figures um i got the batmobile i had the batwing i had the the bat i had everything man like i became a superhero fan because of that tim burton batman movie and for a while there a lot of people really kind of shit on it pretty hard oh he's too short to be batman oh it's not true to the character and like even kevin smith everybody's favorite pretend uh icon of the geek nerd uh culture world was like well uh, obviously tim burton had never read any comic books you could just tell that by seeing the batman movies <laughs> fuck off kevin smith this was a movie that was wonderful for kids like me to bring us into the culture to bring us into a world that was bigger than ours and and really fall in love with superheroes because I didn't watch this and then say, okay, all Batman should be like this. I saw it and I was like, I want more and I want to know more about him because there was at least that grain of Batman's not a campy. Let's run around and walk up buildings with the camera tilted sideways so that it looks like we're actually climbing up the building. He's not this campy, goofy character like he was in the cartoons, in the Adam West series. He, there's more depth to him. There, there's more substance. And that's really what it taught me. Um, but I just wanted to give everybody a chance because, like, I, I just I actually watched it the other night and like that movie holds up and the Prince soundtrack also Prince soundtrack is dope. And even the Danny Elfman score for it is like, in my opinion, still like one of the best superhero or any really any any sci fi superhero action flick like scores of, of all time. Um, MC, what, I know you just recently rewatched it, too, didn't you? Yeah, I did uh, last week. Yeah, what like what did you what did you take away from it? Like anything, or was it just like, oh yeah, I fucking love this movie. I'm gonna watch it again. Uh, I mean, for one, it hold it absolutely 100% holds up. Um, I, I have not seen this since I was a, a kid, and in rewatching it, like it instantly, uh, like I, I remembered way more about this movie than than uh, than uh, than I thought I did, and regardless of and, and the, the, I think the thing, the hard thing for me in rewatching it too, versus when I was younger and the time that it came out, is we've had so many other adaptations of Batman that have come out since. That for for me, like uh, I think about this movie in relation to like Christian Bale's Batman or uh, Ben Affleck's 
Batman or, or even um, Kevin Conroy's uh, voice actor work is as Batman in the animated series and like all the all the various series. But if I completely ignore that, like just by itself, it's a very fun film. It, it's a, it's a fun film. I think it holds. I think it holds up really well. Does a good job telling uh, tell, telling the story. How the action sequences were were done was very. <laughs> was uh, pretty unique especially upon learning that uh you know he couldn't turn his neck for <laughs> <laughs> in, in, the, in the suit so it, it made a lot of the action scenes really kind of fun this to figure out how they how they uh, went about making those work but it was it was pretty dope it was it, it it's absolutely worth a watch like is it is it you know does it feel like 1989 uh, of course does that ruin the film at all not at all <clears throat> yeah um yeah, totally. I'm with you. And like, I it's it's one of those things that like, I I didn't even think about rewatching it. Um, about how the suit, the bat suit, was more about look than it was about functionality. And like, it was it was yeah, because literally like y- you watch him like dodging stuff and he can't move his head, so he's basically like from like waist. It's all core strength basically. So like Keaton has just got to be like shredded. Like, cause that dude is just like ducking and dodging and moving around. I mean, or like, I guess a stunt double, but yeah, like that, that suit. And I guess, you, I guess you saw it improve when you had, um, Val Kilmer in the suit, when you had, uh, Bruce, um, Bruce, <laughs> when you had, um, George Clooney in the suit, uh, and definitely with Christian Bale, I feel like that was almost a nod to that suit when they were like, Hey, we're going to make a completely separate cowl and we're going to buy separate earpieces and we're going to buy this. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well maybe they learned something from the movie. Okay. Rambo, what about you, man? Um, I talked big shit about that movie for a long, long time, uh, about how much I liked it when I was a kid. And then I watched when I was a little bit older and, you know, it's just Jack Nicholson playing himself. And, you know, it's, you know, it, it, I was very pleased to be proved wrong. Uh, the last time I watched it, which was probably six ish months ago. Um, it's it's really well done. Is it? It's not the most comic accurate thing I've seen. Um, I've seen movies with better performances. I've seen movies that had uh, um, better or uh, uh, Tim Burton did something with Batman that uh, uh, not Chris Reeves, but um, Richard Donner. Damn it, uh, Richard Donner did with Superman. Um, in terms of getting that character out to a wide audience and being as true as could be expected um, for a, a really initial uh, uh, film debut. And yeah, man, it's, it's not without its, its mistakes. Like, that Batman kills a lot of people. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. No, it's fucking cool. And Nicholson's performance is a lot more nuanced than I than I ever gave it credit for. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just like, and we've talked about this before. It, it's the geek nerd. For whatever reason, people seem to think that like it gives them legitimacy in in our in our culture. I guess culture isn't really not even the right word. In our community, there we go. That's a better word. Um that it somehow gives them credence and somehow makes them more popular and somehow makes them smarter if they can shit on things. And I think that's what happened with Batman is like, Oh, look at this popular thing. Well, it's, it's fucking stupid. And it was bad. Like 
okay, cool. How so? Well, it, it just was. And, and it, for the most part, you, you can pull those threads and there's really not much there. Um, I mean, like you said, uh, well, Nicholson's just playing himself. I mean, maybe a little bit. Like, I, I just, yeah, I, I get tired of it. And like, does that, do people just go into movie theaters like wanting to be pissed off? I think some people kind of get amped up and, and they want to look, I, I know that when I went and saw uh, Cameron's avatar, I had seen interviews with everybody talking about, they weren't just saying like, Oh, I, I really appreciated working with James and I, I had a great time and, you know, we're really proud of what we made, but they're talking about it. Like it's the second coming of film and how like people are like, no one has ever seen anything like this before. And it's, it's the most incredible thing ever. And it, it, hit my ear in such a way that I was like, this is much bigger hype than you usually get for this kind of, for, for like a, a fucking uh, sci-fi action movie. So, okay, you've set the bar quite high. Yeah. Let's see if you clear it. And I went into that movie with relatively high expectations and I left disappointed. Um, <laughs> not surprised, but disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know that I have, and at least in that instance, I'm guilty of the, the, the same kind of thing we're talking about. But yeah, I think that folks, a lot of folks are just really angry in a way that they don't know how to deal with. And so they aim that anger. Um, it's It sometimes can be cathartic and kind of fun to, you know, misery loves company, to, to, to shit, over, shit all over people who have enjoyed a thing. Um this is, I don't like it, therefore this is bad. This is of a low quality. When Instead of just, I didn't like it, and then you move on. Uh, it, it's the it's the latter bit that's hard for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, particularly yep. uh, young men. Yep. Yeah. It's funny because we, we see that um, a lot with, with people's YouTube channels nowadays. And actually, in, 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 a, in a related note, you... It's what a lot of the a lot of us who follow the Airverse saw happen with Batwoman this past season, where it they they I mean like they they knew for a fact beforehand that they weren't gonna like it, and yet they decided instead of moving on and just covering the stuff that they like, they were gonna continue week after week, day after day, making content blatantly slandering and shitting on this thing. That they knew people liked because it was it was a very uh, it was the second most popular show on the C- on the CW behind the Flash so people were watching it yet these people who refused to just be like okay you know what it's not for me it's fine I, whatever for weeks and months which 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 you know I, I in my opinion I, I believe contributed to a lot of the negative press that eventually kind of uh, uh, made Ruby Rose want to leave. Because yeah. of how the show was getting spoken about, because of what people were saying about it, where even if it's a even if it's a minority of people, considering how many people watch the show, it's a very loud school minority being openly negative about this thing. The same thing that happened with Star Wars and um, running Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Kelly Marie Tran off of social media because it wasn't that it was the majority of Star Wars fans; it was these really fucking douchey like most of them again incels most of them like just wanted to i I don't know why like 
to equate something like a movie and say, I didn't like it, so therefore you're bad. And the thing that you're doing is bad because you're making it bad because you're you're including inclusivity. You're you're bringing other races into it. How dare you? Um, I understand it. It's just fucking horrible and dumb. And like, I'll I'll never I'll never understand why that's the the route you take. Like, the the current thing that that I am blown away by are the people who are trying to defend um, the actress. Her name was Nancy Green, um, who was the original spokesmodel for Aunt Jemima. So let me clear this up. You can look this up on the internet because everything I'm about to tell you has been fact-checked. The original Aunt Jemima, um, first off, not based on a person. It was a racial stereotype that they created to sell their pancake mix. So there's the first thing, right? They created the racial stereotype and then hired an elderly black woman that fit the role to help push their pancake mix. This this woman ended up taking the money that she earned from it and was like giving it to charity. Like she did a lot. Nancy Green did a lot of great things with her money. And people are turning that and saying you can't cancel Aunt Jemima because of what Nancy Green did. Because she did all this great thing and you're besmirching her memory. You're destroying history. You're erasing all of the good that she did. No, the fuck you're not. Like, it, it started as a racial stereotype, a horrible racial stereotype. In fact, it's the same reason why they're changing Splash Mountain at Disney World. Because it's it's using this thing where they look where they, they change the lens of the Civil War. And they have these black characters stand up in front of everybody and say, you know what? Slavery wasn't so bad. There were some nice white folk. And look at me. I'm singing and dancing and I'm making pancakes. It was fucking great. That's a problem. That's a huge problem because it was a brutal, horrible time when people were treated as less than human. That's not something you celebrate. You know what you do is you take Nancy Green and you say this woman was exemplary for what she did. It was an awful thing that was being done, but she made the best of it and she should be celebrated, not fucking Aunt Jemima. But again, like people's basic understanding, basic intelligence is not high enough for them to understand how this works and how this basically like it's a slap in the face to so many people. Like, slavery was awful. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Look how happy Aunt Jemima is. Like, it's just, it. God damn, it makes me so mad that I have to keep explaining this to people. And, like, not only that, that they don't see it or they don't care. It's just, it's, it's fucking disgusting, dude. And, like, can you just imagine, like, Ruby Rose? Like, at, at first we were like, wow, was it too tough for her? Did she get injured? Can you imagine her, like, reading articles about how people thought about of her performance of Batwoman? And all she can find is is douchebags on YouTube trashing her for every single fucking thing she did? Yeah. I mean, I I see, like, there, there are two guys that I, that I follow for a lot of the Arrowverse news and reviews yep. and stuff that, that, that I do. And so you know how you know how YouTube's algorithms work. If you yep. watch video about one thing, stuff that'll come up in your recommendations is hey, other people possibly talking about the same thing. And channels that I've flat out refused to refuse to watch because I because I know the people running them are are full of shit and, and are terrible, terrible folks. Like it's 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 them it's them memeing Batwoman, is them taking clips from the show and purposely um, cutting them to portray a particular context that will allow them to shit on it, knowing that they don't watch the show, 
but still taking a, a clip here or a cut phrase from there and just being like, yep, see, fucking SJWs and their and their bad woman show and blah blah blah. And it's like, why are you like why? Like what, what well I know why. It's because you built your brand on being being a negative asshole. But like I, I just I, I don't get the appeal of just continuing to completely hate watch. I, I made a status about this the other day. Like, like if you don't like something, why are you still watching it? Why are you still yeah. covering it? What, what's right? the point? Invest that energy into stuff you actually you actually like, stuff you actually enjoy. Life is exactly. short. I've been spending my quarantine watching shows that I know I'm going to enjoy, stuff that <laughs> I know that I'm going to like. Right? I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, can't wait to, to binge – Seasons four and five of Legends of Tomorrow. I absolutely can't <laughs> wait. Sure, cannot cannot wait to to do all this. No, I refuse. It's why I'm not going to put another uh, any more time into Rick and Morty. It's not it's not worth it. Like maybe somebody else likes it and it's funny and it's great. That's great. But you want to know what else has ruined it for me? The fucking fans. Do you guys remember how insane people got and how angry they got because there wasn't enough Szechuan sauce at McDonald's for their uh, chicken nuggets like how insane people got about that it was a fucking joke it literally was like oh this drunk asshole character really likes this one thing i want to go to mcdonald's and have it hey sorry we're out and that should have just been like eh, what are you gonna do but no it became a giant thing for nothing and like it's i i know a lot of people say oh you should just appreciate the art for what it's worth and not let the fans like ruin it for you oh no they totally fucking ruin it for me all the time like this that's why I've never watched Rick and Morty. Yeah. I've seen how their fans are. Yeah. I'm 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 not interested. It's the same reason why I respect the shit out of him for what he's done, but I don't listen to Howard Stern because of the same thing, because his fans. Joe Rogan, we talked about his douche nozzle ass before. Like, I can't listen to him. Like it's one of those things like even Ben Shapiro, we'll use him as an example, because I think he's scum, like the absolute fucking worst. But like at various points, he is in, he's very intelligent. He's well-read. He's well-educated. He knows what he's talking about, but that's the problem, is he uses that inappropriately. He uses that as a weapon, and he knows that he can say things that are not 100% true because he's smart and he can over-talk people, and it's dangerous. And I'm not going to listen to somebody like that who might have three good things to say but 25 shitty things to say because those three things that he had to say that were good or might be right are not worth like filtering through all that other fucking nonsense. Agreed. Yeah. So we were talking about Batman. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not I'm not the type of host and you guys know this. Um, I'm not the type of host who's like, we need to stay on topic. If this is where the conversation is going, then I think we should let it go where it needs to go. And if you're ready to move on to the next topic, we can. But Rambo, I want to give you your your chance to have your say on this as well. Um, I'm sorry. I just spaced. What were we just talking about? <laughs> I completely. I mean, the, sim the simplest way to put it is the fucking internet, man. Just oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I... <laughs> Everything just dropped out of my fucking head for a second. Um, yeah, it. I... I mostly... It's, it's wrong to say sympathize, and I don't even really empathize. I mostly just pity these dudes because... To 
to be that angry about things that don't really they're not like you know like hunter gatherer important um it's it's just and 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 clearly they have like no outlet for that like it it's just a fucking bummer um now i don't want that to be confused with um any sort of excusing of their behavior fuck every one of them Fuck them right in the eye. Uh, but I. Wh- why do you care? Why is it important that you not liking something needs to be understood by everyone you know and people you don't? Why is it important that someone else enjoying something that you don't like? is 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 a problem for you um it's it's a lot of people that need to 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 desperately seek therapy and medication um because there's clearly a lot of uh unresolved anger and frustration that they're not dealing with and that they've elected to uh, uh, aim it in this direction. So yeah, um, I am very glad that I got some very good advice when I was in my very early twenties um, about like not it, it doesn't matter if it, it not everything's supposed to be for me, and that's fine. Um, it's it's great that there's multiple perspectives on things. I don't like Tolkien's writing. I think it's boring as fuck. But <laughs> if yeah. it didn't exist, so many things that I enjoy wouldn't exist. Um, so, so just from that perspective alone, knowing that these things are going to influence other people to create different things. Like you guys are talking about Rick and Morty and the fan base. I love Rick and Morty. I'm not trying to pitch you all on the show. I totally get why y'all don't watch it. I absolutely understand. Um, but what you're talking about is the exact reason I haven't really given a serious uh, uh, attempt at watching Steven Universe. Because really, that is a whole different kind of toxic fandom. Where it's... so uh, it, It's almost two sides of the, the, the spectrum where Rick and Morty is like the toxic masculinity, um, um, like, like the worst of the fandom uh, is the toxic masculinity. And like, you know, people who, um, who em- like, like emulate and try to, to like see themselves in Rick. Um, like anybody who watches that show for five minutes and thinks Rick's the hero is a fucking idiot. Uh, or just isn't paying attention, like doesn't understand that subtext exists. Some of which isn't even subtext; it's just the text of the show. I can think of like five times where Rick was so depressed by what he had done that he tried to kill himself and failed. Um, usually because he was drunk. Like that's not that's not a good guy. Um, but yeah, the Steven Universe fandom is um, it's not toxically masculine. Uh, it ends up being this very 
like overly fanatical, like crazy passionate, uh, uh, like purity test. Um, like yeah. there was a, a, there was an incident. Well, I, I, I say there was an incident. I'm sure there's been multiple, but the one I can think of off the top of my head is there was an artist on DeviantArt who had drawn up a bunch of the characters and she hadn't drawn them as full figured as they usually are presented. She didn't draw them thin, but she didn't draw them as heavy as they often are. Um, and this artist who herself was a young woman, if, if memory serves, um, started getting death threats, uh, started getting, uh, hounded by, you know, like, so, like so-called fans of the show. Um, a lot of like, how dare you? I can't believe you would do that. This is disgusting. Um, it became this whole thing to the point where Rebecca Sugar had to step in and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, y'all need to calm down. And then they turned on her. Um, like, they went after Rebecca Sugar, the creator of the show. <laughs> um, and it essentially, it was a lot of like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about and blah, 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 bullshit. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny because they're, they're, you know, these are, these are the same kind of fan, but they're on very, they're coming from very different perspectives on the thing. Um, well, you know, even as I said it, I don't know if I, if I actually even agree with that, the, the perspective is actually pretty similar. I imagine a lot of the people in the Steam Universe fandom see themselves in the show and that's why they're so Mm -hmm. defensive of it. Um, and they're, and they're, they're, they're so protective of it. Um, because and that's what it is. The, the big difference between these people is the Rick and Morty guys tend to be people who see themselves in Rick, the Steven universe folks. This is the first time that they've really seen themselves on screen. And so yeah. any, any change, any deviation from that. Um, you're you're seemingly maybe taking something away from them that they've just okay. finally gotten. They're um, finally they're finally getting representation, and yeah, you, you just need to shut up and enjoy it. Uh huh. Yeah, and and like you by you you changing this in any way, you're you're undoing what's been done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the Steam Universe fandom is real bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> as, as as a as a, not a member of the toxic fandom, but as as a as someone who has been following that show, who had been following me for at least the five, last five years, that is one hundred percent accurate. And before, like, I mean, it might still be that way now, but when Tumblr was in its heyday, Ugh. and like the day after a Steven Universe episode would be. Wait, it, MC, hello. Still there? Yeah. Sorry lost. about that. Yeah, and I'm here. Sorry. Um, I forgot what the, I forgot the point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like any day after, like immediately after an episode premieres, I mean, it's Steven, like it, it's it would take over your your Tumblr dashboard. Like the, the, I agree with pretty much everything Rambo said. <laughs> yeah. It's. I I think what we're losing. And, and I'm hoping that it, it, we're going to regain this as a society is we're gaining the ability to, to, to have these conversations. And we're, we're so on both sides of this too. And I very rarely will say that because I think that that's a dangerous thing to say, Oh, both sides are guilty. Cause like it, it just is such a douchey thing to say, 
But like in this particular instance, it is. We're, we're so defensive of the things that we love that we're not willing to listen to, to other voices. We're not listen, uh, willing to listen to nuance. And with the Rick and Morty thing, that's one thing. Like, oh, I, I see this character and I'm going to uh, put this uh, project this outward in such a toxic way. Whereas the Steven Universe thing is these characters are, for the most part, like pretty altruistic for the most part. And they have good examples. And, like, it's a show that I watch with my son. And my wife enjoys watching it with my son, too. Like, it's it's a good show. And for people to embrace it that much is wonderful. But at the same time, too, to shoot down other people. And, like, it's art. Like, if somebody's doing fan art and that's how they decided to draw it, like, that, that just seems like as long as it's not offensive, as long as it's not, like, doing something purposefully to demean or degrade somebody then why not like let's let everybody have their say in this but it, it it sucks it really does because it's not just in art too it's also in celebrity um we talked about back when it happened uh when kobe bryant passed away there were a lot of people who were who were still very upset about his about his rape uh, allegations that he had against him. And I mean, he admitted to it. He said, you know, I thought it was something different and I'm, I did a horrible, horrible thing. And I understand why people would still be angry at him and still not be able to forgive him. But when the man dies in a tragedy along with his uh, daughter and along with a lot of other people for the first thing out of your mouth on social media to say, I'm not sorry that he's dead. Like that it's the same thing that we're talking about here. Yes, what he did was wrong and understandably victims and survivors of sexual assault and rape rightfully so cannot forgive those who do those sorts of things. But that's not the time. It's not appropriate. It's wrong. It's it's tone deaf. It's tactless. And like you don't have and like you said rambo just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean you have to tell everybody about it but like to sit there and, and stand up on your soapbox and say like this is the thing that i'm going to make my cause i'm going to make sure that everybody knows that this guy's a piece of shit and we should never feel bad for him like that's just that that sat wrong with me so that that like ended friendships with me with people because like if, if that's the way you're going to act like that that's so, and especially like after all the stuff that he did afterwards to try to show that he was a changed person, it's just like, well, nope, doesn't matter because you did this one thing wrong very specifically and there you are irredeemable for, for life. And therefore I have to tell everybody how much of a scumbag you are and your death is no longer important. That just, that really rubbed me the wrong way. I, hmm. So I, I have I have feelings about this. Um, some of which are very conflicting. Uh, I certainly understand. There, there's always going to be a segment of folks who are going to be looking to um, to to really revel in being an asshole. Um, but I guess my first and biggest question is, uh, what's the what's the moratorium like how long does the moratorium last on this person who died who is now being deified can't be talked about as a human being and things that they and the awful things that they did 
let me let me clarify too. I, I don't think that you shouldn't bring those things up. But making an entire person because once they're dead, you're looking at their whole life. Like that that's kind of how it works. That's that's how we all grieve in a way. But like to to say that this is the one thing that they did and therefore they are irredeemable and they are scum and they are a piece of shit and they don't deserve any sort of sympathy whatsoever. That's where I have the issue. Bringing up the the issue of like, hey, look, this is a complicated thing. This is complex. This is a yeah. nuanced thing. That's part of it. And like, I'm trying to think of another example of somebody who had some problematic shit, but also did. Okay, a perfect example. And like, I'm not, I am not taking this stance, but just follow me with this. Bill Cosby. What Bill Cosby did to women is fucking horrible. But you cannot just say, blanket statement, Bill Cosby is a, a fucking horrible human being because with his power and with his money, he did a lot of really good things. Like he used his stature on NBC to promote historically black colleges. And because of that, they saw a huge uptake in the amount of, uh, of African-American kids going to those schools. Like he used his power for good. What he did was fucking horrible. But he's not you can't just like paint with that broad brush and just say because he did this one thing, he therefore is total scum. It's nobody's nobody's all evil. Nobody's all I mean, like short of like Hitler or something like that. But like that's the thing. And that's that's the litmus test. That's we, what we all use is that one person. But like I think I think, though, I think, though, with this, I mean, the best thing is to just acknowledge that. I mean. It's complicated and yeah. no one side is particularly wrong for how they go about it. So like with, with the Kobe thing, like I, I admit I'm, I have never been a, a victim of, of sexual assault or anything, but I do know many people who have and seeing their responses, their response to Kobe some some of which was was uh, was like you know what fuck it you know he did what he did good riddance and versus others who were a bit more nuanced to you know acknowledge the bad that he did and also talk about the the good that he did I just I don't think you're necessarily like I don't begrudge anyone for feeling the way that they felt even the people who who had nothing positive to say <clears throat> about him even the uh, even the people had nothing positive to say in, in the in the aftermath of it, because ultimately, you know, like if 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 I were someone who had been in that position and I saw my um, abuser die, I, you know, no one's going to make me feel bad for cheering that that happened. Mm -hmm. And so, like, as much as like, as much as again, Kobe did a, a lot of really great things. And my feelings about about it were complicated because I don't disagree. I, I, I don't disagree that, you know, he's not just the worst thing he's ever done. But I also don't I'm, I'm not upset at people who look at that and look at how how badly that impacts lives when it happens, when it happens to people and people having nothing nice to say about someone who has done that. I. I think that Mike, you're not wrong in that there is there's nuance and that uh, an MC, you know, you you 
said it very succinctly in, in terms of, you know, you're not, you're not just the worst thing you've ever done. Um, but I do think that a lot of the people who are responding as aggressively as fuck him, he's a rapist and I'm glad he's dead or I'm not upset that he's dead. I think that is a response to a couple things. One of which is just the way that we as a culture society deal with sexual assault um, it, across the board. Um, the idea that, you know, oh, you're a rapist or you're going to be canceled. That doesn't mean shit. Um, can it, can it, you know, cause some problems? Sure. Yeah. Um, but not likely to nearly the degree uh, that it for the, the perpetrator as to the victim. Um, but I think the other part is, uh, when somebody of that stature and that kind of a public figure dies, they are immediately deified, particularly actors, celebrities, uh, and sports figures hold a really high position, uh, uh, amongst celebrities for some reason in terms of, uh, uh, the degree to which we expect them to be role models. Um, and by we, I mean like society, I don't give a fuck about anybody's playing sports. Great. You can throw a ball. Awesome. Um, but this isn't news. Uh, for some reason, socially, it, it is, it is very, um, widely believed that the, or widely expected that, that, that sports figures are going to be held up as role models. So when they die, assuming they didn't die like in a murder suicide, um, <laughs> like, you know, like a fucking Chris Benoit situation, uh, they're held up as, as these sort of heroes. Um, and so I think that that really harsh reaction comes from the former, but also the latter in that you had people not just talking about, Oh, you know, he was a great basketball player and, you know, and, and he died with his daughter and that's so sad, but holding him up in a way that is going to sting all the more if you're a victim of any kind of sexual assault. Um, because while he's not only the worst thing he's done, that is still a part of him. Right. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and I'm not I, saying that it should have been ignored no, or I, anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that's what you're saying, but it's and I, I do. I think that it is. Um, I don't know. I think these are these are pretty different circumstances uh, between the the, you know, the, the toxic fan culture um, that we've encountered, uh, in a lot of fandoms and people's reactions to the deaths of, of celebrities. Like I remember seeing a similar thing with when David Bowie died, um, you know, not long after there was a lot of like articles about like, well, like, David Bowie was pretty much straight up sexually assaulting people in the seventies. Um, and then to that, there was a lot of responses like, well, he was on a lot of drugs. Like, Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> so are we like wiping away DUIs now? Like are we just like right. cleaning that slate? Um so yeah, like I at the end of the day, I'm coming from a super privileged position. I have I am very fortunate that I've not been a victim of sexual assault. Um I 
don't have a dog in this race in terms of sports. Um, so yeah, like I, I, it was it, for me, it was a, like, it sucks. It's a bummer that like this dude and his, and his kid and a bunch of other people died. Um, but yeah, so I, I think in, in, in that way that like when Batman showed up in Gotham, supervillains started showing up, like when, when one extreme is presented, another at the opposite end of the spectrum is going to show up eventually. Um, I think a lot of people were responding super harshly because you had, well, I mean, one, cause of just the anger, but two, because you had a lot of people talking about like, like writing his uh, like, like articles for sainthood for him. Um, yeah. Like the second it was announced. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't fault folks too harshly for that kind of thing. Right. It's, I, it's not that I fault them. It's that when within minutes, within hours of finding out that someone's dead in a tragedy, the first response from you is fuck this person. They're a piece of shit because of this thing that they did. That that was my biggest issue with it is that there was like I'm going with the concept of if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, right off the bat, now I'm not painting with that broad brush, just like I was saying before, like, if that's your first gut reaction, maybe you shouldn't go with your first gut reaction. Maybe you should wait and say, like, a few days later, after you see all of these people deifying this guy, let's chill with this a little bit, okay? He was an amazing basketball player, and he did some great things in his life, but he also had some pretty problematic stuff that a lot of people are not bringing up, okay? And as a survivor of this... Like, and you know what? Here, I've never admitted it on the podcast. I'll do it now. I am a survivor of sexual assault. And I'm not using that as a weapon and saying, well, I didn't see anything wrong with what Kobe did. No, what Kobe did was fucking horrible. Okay? And I don't think that because of what I, what I dealt with when I was a kid gives me any sort of carte blanche to, to say how people should feel. If people were disgusted by him and therefore feel that he was beyond forgiveness and therefore is scum, that's that's their right. Obviously, that's their right. It, it, all I'm saying is, is like, stop being such an asshole. <laughs> like, if get, I'm, I'm trying to think of a celebrity, if Joe Rogan died, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was uh, just to kind of add, I think what you're, I think what you're looking for people to say is something along the lines of. Please acknowledge, uh, like, please acknowledge that people have very good reasons as to like why they're mourning this person who yeah. did something really terrible, and that it like, and that it kind of feels like when they're saying uh, some of the stuff that they're saying, that there's no acknowledgement that, you know, maybe this feels inappropriate because people are mourning, whether yeah. it's uh, his immediate family, his extended family uh fans or people who who just who just followed him uh, or were beneficiaries of some of the the good that he did for example the uh the the uh the the stuff he had done for girls and women who play basketball in in california like yeah. people like like it just it feels like it 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 it, it, it feels like there's no acknowledgement um that people have legitimate reasons to uh, genuinely mourn this person because of the, the the good stuff that we know he did and kind of the the impact that we know that he had in his career post the uh, the uh, the case. Yeah, 
it's that's yeah succinctly yeah i mean that's basically what it boils down to is like i the one thing that i feel like is lacking in our our world the most right now is is overall is empathy like people are unwilling to put themselves in the shoes of anybody else my feelings are my feelings and this is how i feel and i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna do it and that's it it's it's the it's the mask issue it's the black lives matter versus all lives matter like they're, they're so caught up in, in what they see as the, the truth that they're unwilling to listen to any other aspect of it. And like, that's why in that article that I wrote about my dad, that's why it was such a marvel to me, because so many times arguments don't end that way. Most of the time when you have a disagreement with somebody on the Internet, it is knock down, drag out like that's it just doesn't end well. F you, no F you, like back in, like that's how it almost always ends. But the fact that like I was able to, like my dad was like, I don't agree with you. I think you're wrong. And I was like, okay, here's a shitload of facts. And then when I talked to my dad in person, he was like, you know what, dude, you're right. I read that stuff. You are a hundred percent correct. And I'm sorry. And as a matter of fact, I'm making some changes about this because of all the things that you said, like how fucking often does that happen? Like never. And I'm not taking my one incident that happened and saying that this is how all things are going to go or this is how all things should go. But like it certainly would help if somebody told me right now, Mike, what you said was inappropriate, it was insensitive, it was damaging, and it really offended me. You know the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize. I'm really sorry that what I said and made you feel that way. I would want to talk to them a little bit more if they're willing to talk, talk to me about it more because I wouldn't want to do it again. But like the fact that people dig their heels in the ground about things and say, no, this is how I feel. I'm saying this. And if you disagree, then you're a piece of shit too. That's the problem. And like, it's... It, it's such a complicated thing, too, because that that's the other thing, too, is there are certain things that you can't give up on. You can't let up on. Like, it's one of our founding principles. Like, we will not stand for hate. So if somebody starts spewing hate, hate-filled rhetoric, they're done. We're not dealing with them anymore. And I've had people say, well, like, how can you be intolerant against intolerance? Isn't that, like, against everything you say? No. It, thank you. Yes. Loud fart noise. Yes. <laughs> It's it's complex. And like, to be perfectly honest, I'm not 100 percent sure how to do it. I'm not perfect at this. I'm still trying to figure this shit out, because for a long goddamn time, I took people's shit because I was afraid that if I didn't, I wouldn't have friends. I would afraid that I would run them off. And I took people's shit longer than I should have. So maybe I'm a little over zealous with these things and maybe i was a little overzealous with my friends where i was like look if you can't even like so much as back off of your fuck this person i don't care that they died then i can't i can't hang with you you know we can't be cool maybe i was a little overzealous with that but like i'm still trying to find that balance and it's it's hard to be both you know care for all but take no shit kind of person (laughs) Like it's, it's not easy to pull off and yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. So yeah. One of you guys, please jump in. (laughs) I look, I mean, I, I, I see your perspective on this, man. I do. Um, but I, I can't, 
Okay, so so important to note uh, with regard to this particular instance with regard to Kobe Bryant. While there were certainly some assholes who were directing things at his like close friends and family, um, the majority of people who were responding weren't responding to people who actually knew him. They were responding to people who were, you know, they who were deifying a celebrity who were going out of their way to be like, he was so amazing and he did all these great things. And to counter if he did these so, so many great things, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the work he put in after the, the rape allegation and was, I mean, it went to trial, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And it, he ended up not being charged. Okay. A lot of those things happened after the rape trial because, because of the rape trial like it's great that he did all this stuff after the fact but no matter what those things will always be tainted with would he have done them um would he be this person if he hadn't been caught yeah like i don't know man like it's it's i said it before I, i feel like it's one extreme breeding another Um, and there's, there's no issue with, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this so that it doesn't sound like I'm directing this directly at you, Mike, but I'm not. Um, I mean, even if you are, there's no, well, there's, there's no issue with people raising him up. It's only an issue with people bringing him back down. And that gives me some pause. Um, like I, 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 I get that your ultimate point is, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But to that, I say, well, why not? Like if in that if particular it's instance, okay, if it's okay that people are going to try and set in stone his memory as soon as possible after he's dead and do it in a positive way. Why can't time be made for people to let's not forget that he did this awful thing? No, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And and like I did, I did mention that, that like you can't say, yeah, you can't deify him. You can't say he was a saint because he wasn't. I mean, like he did a lot of good things and those bad things need to be part of the narrative because it's part of who he was. But at the same time, too, it was it was more of a timing thing for me is really what it was. It was like, as soon as this person's dead, that's the first thing on your mind is I got to tell everybody how much of a piece of shit he is in response to other people deifying him. I mean, I get it. I, I understand but, it. I'm not I'm not saying I don't understand it. it it's but it's to that, I would also like, say to, to, uh, to, to a large extent, I, I do think it is in, in response. But to, to, but I, I also think that it is also that this is how people knew him. For yeah. some folks, he was the basketball player that got away with rape. Yeah. And so, like, he, he's he's the, the super famous uh, um, multi-millionaire all-star basketball player that raped this woman and got all scot-free. And then, now that he's dead, suddenly people aren't allowed to talk about the fact that he did this terrible thing. And I... I don't feel bad for rich people for the most part anyway, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I absolutely understand um, 
which isn't to say that I don't think you do, but I, I get why somebody would want to be like, oh, another fucking millionaire is dead. I'll shed a tear tomorrow. Like, who fucking cares? Like, how many, how many, how many good people died in poverty today? Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. And I'm, I'm, you know, when Terry Pratchett died, I fucking cried, man. Like that, that hurt me. He is like, he was hands down my favorite author. Um, and it would have fucking sucked if somebody was like, oh yeah, by the way, he used to murder puppies in his backyard. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well shit. Didn't want to know that. I wish you wouldn't have said that. That kind of, you know, taints things a little bit. Um, <laughs> But I, I don't think that neither side was ever going to be listening to the other side. Nobody who saw this man as a rapist and nothing more wanted to hear about like his fucking, you know, his free throw average. Like nobody wanted to to know about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the, just, the charity he started or anything. I'm just picturing um, like and, I'm just picturing a eulogy where it's just like. Kobe Bryant was accused of rape after this horribly violent thing, but in game seven of the finals, <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker balled out. Like he came it's, through when we needed him the most. Like, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's not funny. Okay. And like, and honestly, like, this it, is it, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but like, That's why we're laughing <laughs> in the, in the moment. Like if, if I could go back, I'd probably want to talk to the people that I was just like, you know what? I'm fucking done with you and just deleted them. I like, I'd probably want to talk to them about it a little bit more, but like, I think that anybody you deleted yeah. for saying those things, mm -hmm. it wasn't uh, it was the saying of that thing was the last straw. I don't think you're the type of dude. I mean, Maybe you've just changed enough in the in the the time since and up the, up to now when I know you, yep. but I I have a hard time believing that you're the type of dude who was like, "Fuck you." We were we were good friends and everything was fine, and you said this one thing, so go let's, fuck let's off in the void. Let's clarify too, okay? Good friends is a real stretch, okay? If one there of you guys, if, <laughs> if one of you guys, if one of you guys had said it, that's one thing. But somebody that I knew in high school that I haven't seen in over a decade, who like sort of kind of passively like followed what we were doing here at GGR and sort of kind of passively like followed what I was doing. Like they start saying horrible shit. I'm like, Hey, you know, why don't you chill with that? It, it just happened like an hour ago. And they're like, fuck you. I said what I said. Yeah, no, I got no problem deleting somebody like that. But like, if somebody is willing to have a conversation with me, like we're having right now, that's something completely different, but it was never like that. It was just all aggression. It was all, like, and again, too, on my side, too, I'm like, this is how you're going to fucking react. And they're like, yeah, fuck you. Like, it was I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm like blameless in this. You know, I'm not going to put a halo on myself in this instance. But yeah, like to kind of get back to like the original thing about it is, is, is that's kind of how we've become as is all of us. And I think every, every single one of us can can say that we've been guilty at some point in a very extreme response to somebody disagreeing with us on something because it's. That's the line. We've drawn the line. You vote. You've stepped over that line, and that's it. I'm not. I'm not letting this go any further. Sort of concept. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and go ahead, man. There you go. Ahead. We we all have those those points where you know this is the line in the sand, 
And if you if you're going to go past that, then I guess that's going to be it. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong. There's there's this 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 very comfortable idea that all morality is this these gray areas uh, that like you know everything could you know sometimes there 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 are reasons to do terrible things. And yeah, to some extent that's true. But there's also some shit that's just like no. No, that, that's that's a hard black or white, like in terms of, you know, that, that there's there's a solid binary there where like this is OK or this isn't. Um, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that in concept. Um, and everybody is going to have their own individual version of what that is. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of finding the folks that are willing to at, at bare minimum respect what your. Uh, 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 deal breakers are. And, let me, yeah. Let me tell, tell a story real quick. Um, Ugh, fucking story. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> my mom, uh, my mom passed away in 2014. Um, we did not always have the best relationship. I, for a long time, would only sing her praises after she died because it didn't feel appropriate. Otherwise, if that makes sense. Um, she was verbally abusive. Uh, she was a drunk. She was, but let, let's just put it this way. She smoked so much pot that it made it not cool to smoke pot when I was in high school. And that's the time when it's supposed to be cool. Um, she had a lot of issues, a lot of unresolved issues with her father, who was a paranoid schizophrenic. And I think that bled over into her adult life. But when she passed away, we were on good terms. I had the chance to write a eulogy. And I thought about like really ripping into her about all the things that she she fucked up in my life and all the things that I've had to undo. And I had this opportunity because I'm standing there in front of, you know, a, a hundred of her closest family and friends. And I had this opportunity and I chose not to do that. I, I chose to go the route of let's give her some dignity in death and, and let's talk about the things that I actually want to remember. And I'm not saying that the things that my mom did to me are on the same level of what Kobe Bryant did to that woman. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, is that there's a time and a place for, for all of this. And right after somebody dies, I feel is not a, the right time to say, here's all the horrible shit you did. So I, eula, I eulogized her. Um, we um, took her ashes and we put them in the ocean. Um, actually, a really funny story about that is I'm going to put her uh, ashes in the ocean, right? And the waves, like, just stop. And it's just, like, this calm, like, maybe up to my knee level of ocean for maybe, like, maybe like 15, 20 feet out. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I can just walk out there in this weird little tidal pool, dump her oceans in this very, very peaceful moment, and then that'll be the end of it. Um as I go to do that, I start dumping the ashes out and this rogue wave comes and knocks me on my ass. And like, <laughs> as it like, and it's like my mom, my mom and her, um, her sister were, um, they would always like play practical jokes on each other. And I just like, it's one of the childhood memories I have that I really, really love is the two of them, like, like doing practical jokes and just laughing their asses off. But like, in that moment, that's what I thought. I was like, well, that was mom and Nina, like, doing doing another practical joke to me. But, like, 
death is really fucking weird. And maybe that's part of why this bothered me so much is because this person that did some good stuff, but also did some really bad shit. Immediately, everybody's going to the bad shit. Do not do not think of this person as a good person because of all this horrible shit that they did. And in in my mom dying, I, I ran across so many people, so many friends, so many co-workers that had these amazing stories to tell about my mom, about how she was so kind and so helpful and generous and like was always like funny and would always do everything that they possibly could to make this person laugh. And it just really gave me a lot of perspective on this person. It, it wasn't just this bad experience that I had. It wasn't just this awful thing that happened to me. She was a human. There was there was other shit that happened. There were it, it it rounds out this person that in your mind you only have this very narrow thing that they are, but it becomes a much fuller picture. And maybe that's maybe that's why I kind of lashed out about it because I didn't like the idea of 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 somebody becoming just the bad thing that they did. And I know it's emblematic of a much bigger problem because the way sexual assault and rape is handled in this country by the justice system is fucked up. And I probably should have seen that and discussed that a little bit because, God, can you imagine? I mean, like, it's perfect equation here um, with, with what's going on with Black Lives Matter. What what set this off so bad with the George Floyd thing was is like, how many fucking times have we seen shit like this happen? This was the straw. You know, we, we've seen it over and over again. We know that nothing's going to happen to that cop. I mean, it happened. Um, what was the guy's name in uh, Brooklyn that got choked out over a loose cigarette? Um, and that Eric cop. Garner. Walked, Eric Garner. And that cop walked, walked away scot-free. Nothing happened to him. It's it's happened too many times. And that's probably the same feeling that that those people who felt that way about Kobe felt in that instance. So there's my story. I had my my moment. I, I decided I didn't realize that this is going to be GGR therapy session tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like I, I see so much hate and anger in the world and like I guess fighting it with hate and anger is not gonna help. Yeah. Like it's like I said earlier, I, I think just on on with this with this particular subject, like it's understandable to have really complicated feelings because it's a really complicated issue. Yeah. You know, like there 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 there's some celebrity like there's some celebrities that, uh, you know, I would I feel the same way about Kobe. If I would feel the same way that I felt about Kobe and being complicated. And there's some that I'd be like, hey, good riddance. <laughs> I don't have anything nice to say. Um, but I, I mean, it's 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 honestly it's, it's it's a complicated thing, especially when it when it comes to some so, to someone uh, like a Kobe. And so, um, like, I, I totally understand it. Like, I. As as much as it did kind of frustrate me sometimes too, like I also had to, it, it was a good reminder that you know, to 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 be understanding of perspectives and feelings that are not my own, and just because I don't harbor those types of feelings towards someone like Kobe, despite the good that he's done, I completely understand and empathize with those who do because that's the, because of their experiences and what's happened to them that. That's completely colored how they react to certain. So, like, while I don't always have to like it, I, I'll, you know, I'll accept it for the most part. Yeah. So this is supposed to be a Batman conversation we were having tonight. <laughs> that has definitely not happened. Um, I'm sure there's some awful fucking people that have worked on Batman. We can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, at this point, I was going to say, hey, we should talk about um, the Flashpoint stuff, but like it really doesn't fit with the rest of the podcast, and it would feel out of place at this point where it's like, hey, let's talk about this great news <laughs> coming up. Like, no, it's just like... I, I think about what I want next from my life in general. And like, I see what's going on in the world. And like, I just like, part of me is, is like this, this is all coming down, man. Like things are about to get worse, way worse, but there's just like tiny shred of hope that like, this is the thing that kicks off the change that we've all been hoping for demanding in our world and like like give me kind of a litmus test for you guys like are you hopeful right now with all the stuff that we're seeing are are you like are you just like utterly depressed like is it somewhere in between or does it depend on the day like does it how how are you guys managing with this cuz like i'll tell you i've been surprisingly hopeful but i've also been watching a lot of superhero movies and for the most part those end pretty hopeful so yeah um i'm i'm kind i'm kind of in the middle uh i mean i I do have a lot to be hopeful for just because i mean in 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 the month since george floyd like it feels crazy because it's only been a month and it feels like it's been much much longer with everything that's happened in the past month but there have been eight police officers who have been fired in the aftermath like since in the in the last month We've had more police officers fired than I feel like at any point in recent years when we when we've had these issues uh, come up. Uh, I think we've seen we've seen companies and people react in in ways that I never ever would have never would have imagined. Companies who I mean it, it on some uh, and this kind of feeds into my skepticism. Companies that maybe for PR reasons are currently saying Black Lives Matter. Um, but but are now having people who follow them try to hold them accountable. We we kind of discussed it um, when we talk, when we spoke about the uh, the CW a while back and and how their fans have taken them the task of, um, in terms of uh, some of the statements that they've said, despite the fact not having the actions to back their uh, their black uh, 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 stars on their on their on their TV shows. So like I feel optimistic because again eight officers have been fired, uh, which I didn't didn't uh, ever imagine imagining happening, and we've seen some tangible some policy changes. We've seen uh, m- we've seen cities move to uh, restructure their uh, resources and where those get allocated. Companies opting to to invest more money into the communities that 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 need them. Um, I mean, uh, I can I can take an example in in D.C. where Ward 8, I believe, is uh, finally going to be getting a, a rec center, something they've been asking for for 40 years, 40 years, and they're fi- like they're, there's finally being money allocated towards that. There's money getting allocated in cities all over the U.S. towards the company, uh, towards the communities and the the people who flat out need them. Which is good. It's absolutely good. That that gives me absolute reason to be hope, to be hopeful. But I'm I'm also com- not completely there just because of well, who's running the show and 
fact that we're still in a in a pandemic, and 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 the reaction to all to to, to everything going on, the fact that's uh, a quarter, or probably over a quarter of uh, the people in this country are completely out of work right now, um, and, and there's no relief seemingly on the horizon uh, for everything going on, and a, a, a lot of the a lot of stuff that got enacted. It's going to be up in July, where people are going to have to somehow come up with rent and other and other bills they got put on the back burner just because they've collectively decided that you know pandemic over, uh, you know, figure it out. Yeah. So, um, I, I have reasons to be hopeful, but at the same time, I'm 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 skeptical. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical of uh, of just kind of where we are. I'm skeptical that certain things uh, like the, the memification of the arrest the cops who have killed Breonna Ta- who killed Breonna Taylor has become it's kind of become a meme in in recent days. Like it went from this thing where we're trying to apply public pressure to to take action about these these uh, these these people who killed who killed uh, a black woman who was asleep, and now it's become this thing where it, it's 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 almost it almost feels like it's losing its luster and its meaning in some ways because now it's starting to do that thing where it's becoming a meme now it's, it's starting like i saw someone who put it on a hat that they were selling and it's like why is this why why was this necessary like why 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 was why is this the direction you opted to take it in and so i i lose a kind of a, some of my hope just because I, I'm not sure even with the eight officers being fired, if that's how I would categorize justice. And seeing that, you know, the the, the, the people who killed Breonna Taylor and, and several of the other uh, unarmed and in some cases mentally ill uh, black folks and people of color who've been killed in, in, in the last month who have also become hashtags, they're not going to receive any, any injustice in any form and nothing's going to happen to those people who committed those acts. And so for that reason, uh, I'm not as hopeful uh, as I particularly want to be. So, like, I, I picture it as um, we'll use a, um, a video game analogy here. Like, if you ever played any of the uh, the old school uh, wrestling games uh, on the N64, uh, in order to do your special move, you had to build up a meter, right? And, like, you had to do a lot of positive things in order to do it, right? Like, I feel like your meter was moving up, and then it moved back a little bit, and then, like, it's still moving up. Like, you're you're moving towards that special move, but, like, you just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> no, in some ways, in some ways, yeah. Just... No, no power bomb in sight yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> I just picture that would be your move. Like, you'd power bomb somebody through a table. So. Power bomb, no, I, I, I was a big Jeff Hardy fan, so I probably would have been like a Swan Time bomb or something off the top. Oh, off the top, right? Uh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. I, yeah, like the uh, like the uh, the Daredevil types. <laughs> Rambo, um, where are you at with with what's going on? With are you hopeful? Are you despondent? Are you somewhere in between? Are you just like like Pink Floyd and you're comfortably numb? What, what's 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 your status, man? I'm not terribly far off from what uh. Mr. Brooks is saying it, uh, I've been sitting kind of pretty last month or so in so much as money is concerned. Um, 
the way unemployment is working, I'm actually making more now than I was when I was uh, uh, at the shop. Um, and so I've been able to save money, which is this very strange and foreign thing to me. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like MC said, come come end of July, that's over. I, I, I am good for unemployment of some kind for the next three to four months. Um, but it's going to be 600 bucks less per payment. Um, and that is worrying. Um, I'm looking for a job, but I've, I've had a very mixed bag of responses and lack of responses and interviews and not, and no interviews. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure I, I, from, from, a, from a, from a personal perspective, I'm starting to get worried, starting to be nervous about it. Um, from a larger social perspective, I am hoping that I'm hoping that people are going to take away from this experience that we're all having uh, good things and maintain those things as well as they can. Um, I know that between the pandemic and the protests, um, we're seeing a lot of the true colors of, of some folks. And I hope that that's enough. And, and, and that's, that's, that's not vague with intention. Um, it, it, it just covers a lot of ground, um, both good and bad. Uh, I'm hoping that people retain those memories and realize like, like I keep seeing articles about how, you know, we've had the best trial run of universal basic income that we could have hoped for. Um, in terms of like the fact that apparently poverty went down while even while the the um, the economy was 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 suffering uh, because of the, uh, the 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 stimulus payments people got. Uh, so I don't know, man. Like I'm. I've said before and I'll say again, I, I can't be a Superman fan and not be an optimist. I am <laughs> hopeful yeah. that people are going to take the right lessons from all this and that meaningful change is going to not just happen, but maintain, uh, you know, Colorado just, uh, uh quashed a uh, qualified immunity, uh, last week. Saw that. Um, yeah. That's, that's huge. That's a big damn deal. Um, but it's one state out of 50, uh, and who's to say what's going to happen when that governor's out of office. Um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic about things. Uh, but I, you know, I saw this fucking, somebody is the, the you heard of the FTBA? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. It, oh God. It's a bunch of stupid, stupid white people. 
Um, I mean, I'm ah, sure it's it, freedom it, it to covers, breathe agency. Freedom to breathe agency. There we go. Oh, my um, and like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there are people of all races and creeds that are involved in this, this fucking stupidity, but it's also mostly a bunch of stupid white people. Um, because isn't it fun to feel oppressed? Um, <laughs> you, you know, they're, they're, they're making these fucking cards that yeah. are supposed to act as like, you know, I don't have to wear a mask because the ADA says bird, bird, bird. That's cool. The ADA is the Americans with Disability Act, and that actually doesn't apply in this situation. But yeah, right. It's not like I had to have a course for the job that I work at to know these sorts of things or anything like that. that was, I can fuck right off with that. So fucking exhausting. Like I will take angry fanboys all day every day over people because because like they're they're bitching and grousing about sci-fi and fantasy shit they're starting shit about comics and, and 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 fucking movies and shit but at least what they're doing isn't going to get people killed right and ray was a mary sue in the new star wars movies yeah okay but are you wearing a fucking mask well yeah i'm wearing a mask like, well All yeah right. i'm not an idiot <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's uh, if if we have any like ultra conservative listeners, I can't believe that we do. Um, just know that you will truly own me a lib if you wear a mask. I will feel so owned, you won't even believe how owned I'll be. Um, just fucking do it. Just 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 please do it. Or you know maybe make your mask into i don't know a plastic bag that you wrap around your head and you wear that for an hour or two <laughs> like wow. if you're going to be so stupid as to endanger not just yourself but other people around you like if you've decided that you are cool with rolling these dice just go drink some seawater or some shit like my a friend of mine said it best um if you've decided you want to kill yourself don't kill other people in the process. It's we we're past the point where this shit was ever funny. Um, and like I early, very early on, I was guilty of the like, well, it's the flu. We, it's yeah. not. It's fucking not. And it hasn't been for months now. And we still don't know what the long term effects of this shit is going to be like, you know, loss of taste, loss of sense of smell, but I've seen things like kidney failure and like long-term lung problems. And mm -hmm. like, this is, it's, it's so fucking frustrating. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to use the immense well of anger inside me to, to, to try and focus that laser like at some of this kind of shit. Um, because the best thing you can do with your anger is aim it at something. Um, yep. It's not going away. So at least we can, we can use that fire to burn something down. Um, you know, use it as a fuel. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know, man, I'm just rambling at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm frustrated. Yeah. I think but there's a lot of good that I'm seeing happen. And that's awesome. And I, I hope that that maintains. 
Um, so fucking fingers crossed. Yeah, and and I think that that is, yeah, it's perfect. It, it, it's there is some good, there really is. And I, I use the example. I mean, like I, I told you guys about the the interaction I had with my dad. Like that that sort of thing gives me hope, you know. But like in the same vein, to to balance that fucking scale, um, I have a relative who shared this link that said, oh, the police chief in St. Louis who was killed during uh, the protests, um, he had a funeral and nobody even showed up in the whole city of St. Louis. And like I went online because I knew that that was fake because I was watching the news um, when it when they had his funeral. This and I smells saw like a sh- bullshit. Yeah. So I shared I shared the link to the news article from the newspaper uh, uh, website from of St. Louis. Shared it, and I was like, okay, so that's a lie. Um, and God bless my Aunt Susan. My Aunt Susan was like, yeah, why would somebody share some fake bullshit like this unless they're just trying to stir up hate? And I was like, you're in Florida. High five, Aunt Susan from Virginia. That was fucking dope. Like, <laughs> but, like, this this person responded after we called them out with, you guys know that I would never purposefully stir up hate. And next day, next post, hey, guys. Um, we're all together in in this together. All lives matter. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're not trying to stir up hate. That's the fight with my father was worth having because I could get through to him because he was willing to listen to reason. The fight with this other person is not because they're not willing to listen. They don't care. They all it's all how it's perceived. Oh, I wouldn't want you to think that I am this. Well, that's cool because you are. You've proven that you are somebody who just stirs up things and spreads hate. That's fine. Not, I don't want to be this. No, not, I don't want you to think I that. am not this. I don't want you to think that I am. Exactly. And therein lies the problem. Is I'm not a racist. Yes, you are. Yeah. No, it's more important. It's more important that you don't think that I am that than that I am not and that I am not this thing. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for being so upfront about it. Yeah, it's I, I've gotten way more vocal on on social media. Um, I've, as my wife likes to call it, I've been picking fights with strangers. Um, <laughs> I just I might come I to bed. I can't. Somebody's only somebody on the internet is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Rambo, I feel like you've had this conversation before with Katie. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. <laughs> also, shout out to XKCD. <laughs> I I like that that we are. One of the things that I love about GGR is that we can have these conversations about some really serious shit, and we walk away from it laughing because we all know. That we just we, we all just want good in the end. We, we we just want to help people. We want to try to make this world a better place than than sometimes it can be. But also too that we can find that that ray of hope amongst the 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 clouds of the the the, cl- the darkening clouds of hate and anger and just vitriol that we see so often. So I want to kind of end on that note, uh, guys. And by guys I mean MC Brooks and James Rambo. Thank you for being part of this wonderful podcast that we had this evening. Absolutely. But also all of you out there listening, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we did not bore you to tears this evening. Uh, hopefully this is something that you guys enjoyed. But the fact that I go on 
to our website and check and see like hey how kind of responses are we getting like who's listening the fact that we continue to go up in listenership every single month is is still mind-boggling to me like how like why do you guys want to listen to us talk about all this dumb shit either way we appreciate it thank you thank you for being part of this uh thank you for listening uh while you're out there be kind listen to people try to try to find that common ground see if the if the fight is worth having um and if it's not Wash your hands, put your mask back on, walk away, and as always, don't be a juice bag. Good night, guys. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs>